Welcome everyone to Greencast. This is a podcast that brings practicality to being sustainable. Presented to you by the Waukesha County Green Team. Your hosts are myself, Alec Lapoidevin. And me, Laura Lauks. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Alec Lapoidevin and today I'm sitting down with Shay Zastro. He is the owner of a company called Everything Grows, where he has put together a great soil product filled with microorganisms to benefit the health of our soil. I really enjoyed this discussion as we get into one of my favorite topics, soil. So he has rigorously tested this uh, microorganism product that he has that he uh, applies to people's gardens and, and planting beds and even lawns. Uh, it's full of microorganisms to benefit the soil health. And we, we talk a bit about that and how soil is so important for a lot of the things we do and how it plays into sustainability. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and would like to invite everyone to our sustainability fair that we are, are hosting as the Waukesha County Green Team on August 28th of 2021. This is a great event. We put a lot into it. There's exhibitors and vendors, presentations, kids' activities, uh, food. We'll have electronic vehicles on display and just a lot of fun stuff to, to bring sustainability to the forefront. So please join us and check out our, our Facebook page for Greencast and for the Waukesha County Green Team. Also, our website, waukeshacountygreenteam.org, and we would love to hear from you. Get posed some questions, jump in to the discussions, ask us uh, you know, about future episodes, give us ideas, anything that, that you'd like to engage in with us. Uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. So please enjoy the episode, and we'll see you next time. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Greencast. Today we're sitting down with Shay Zastro, who is the owner of Everything Grows. And today we'll be talking about soil and sustainability and hearing all about what Shay's got going on. So, hey, Shay, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Really appreciate it. And uh, just thought I'd start out, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you're doing, and, and what you got going on this year. Thank you so much for reaching out to me, Alec. I really appreciate you. And yeah, here at Everything Grows, um, I sell sell some soil components and some microbiology and some worm castings and some fish emulsion and a lot of natural plant products that are just going to make your plants smile. <clears throat> Nice. Yeah. You know, and I, I know I've worked with your products and, you know, seen you around quite a bit here and uh, you know, I, you've got a really unique process going on with this stuff. So tell us what's in your, your uh, soil that you typically put on, put on the plants to help them grow. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I have a potting soil, which the blend that's worked out the best for me is uh, it's about 40% topsoil and uh, 30% sphagnum peat moss. And I like to add a little hemlock mulch into that. It's microbe friendly. And then the last um, 20%, I like to split up with um, worm castings, which is an excellent natural additive that we've been using for many years. We have a lot of documented 
civilizations that have used it. Um, and then I get some adult dormant microbes that I like to add into the blend that once they wake up, they're going to start nibbling on the root systems of your plants. And there's a level of communication there that I find to be just fascinating. It's, it's their excretion. That's the single greatest plant food source on the planet. And it becomes customized to your particular root system over time. So it's, it's kind of fascinating. I really enjoy them. Then I have a soil additive, which is um, a blend between the worm casting and the adult dormant microbes, which really easy to use. Take a little pile in the palm of your hand, put around the stem, water it, walk away, you're done. And just kind of watch the health of that, that root system. Watch it green up, watch the, the little baby hairs on the plant and watch it just get healthier over time. And geez, I've been selling these products now for oh, about six years. I was with a partnership beforehand and um, uh, partners kind of lost interest and I just fell in love with it. So I had to start a sole proprietorship. And I also um, work with fish emulsion a lot. Excellent natural soluble nitrogen source, which nitrogen is a portion of your root systems, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, so anytime you, you can re replenish your root system with nitrogen, um, go right ahead. I've just really found out that uh, fish emulsion works really well. I mean, if you can get your hands on some green algae, that also works really well, but it's just easier to get your hands on, on, on fish products than it is green algae. Um, so I've just kind of been utilize, or using these products together, um, going to people's properties, going to farmer's markets, uh, and I really enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love my customers and I've kind of turned into a little bit of a broken record when, when it comes to that because it's just the relationships I have with my customers are, are the greatest but I, I feel like my my calling here on this planet is to reach out to young scholars. Um, I was a substitute teacher in, in a previous life for Milwaukee Public Schools and I really enjoyed that I the fact that I, I kind of have a knack to um turn some, some light bulbs on with some young scholars. And, uh, I have a, I have a workshop that, that, that I go into schools with and, um, it's a five station sensory overload. Um, and I, I try to teach a younger version of myself, um, which would have been, um, someone that would have had a real hard time keeping their, their head screwed on straight. So <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a real, um, sensory overload. You're going to, you're going to get your hands dirty. Um, you're going to smell it. You're going to touch it. Um, you're gonna, I, I have a couple of juice blends and, um, store-bought versus farm fresh egg taste off challenge, yellow yolks versus orange yolks. And, um, I, I truly love it when, when I can get into a classroom and I have the, the 50 minute time slot for those young scholars, I feel pretty confident that I, I can teach them more than most in a matter of 50, 50 minutes. And again, it's not just me. I, I go in with my co-presenter Nell and I wish Nell was here to, um, to, to be in this interview as well and, and, and share this. Um, but I don't know where I'd be without her when I, when it comes to going into schools and sorry, you asked me one question and I went off. On <laughs> engine, but, no, that's um, awesome. I hope you I know, answered. I, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've, I've seen you at farmer's markets working with kids coming in, mm-hmm. you know, you yep. get an opportunity to work with some soil and, and mm-hmm. plant some seeds and whatnot. And it's, it's really cool to see the young ones jump into that. Oh, for you sure. B- before they, they COVID, I was, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Before COVID, I was able to um, have my free soil mixing station at all of my uh, markets. I'm at the Tosa market, the Shorewood market. Um, hopefully this year I can sneak into the Oak Creek market. We'll see. But um, yeah, bef- before that, I had all my components. I talked about the secret proven formula um, that the young scholars could mix. And um, I'd, I'd give them a selection of, of, um, of different seeds they could pick. Um, usually w- w- with scholars, with the, uh, with the herbs, I want to go with, with basil. Um, grows really easy. Um, it's real fragrant. You, you can grow it in your kitchen if you'd like. Um, and then with that, uh, for the vegetable, I, I, I like to stick with the tomato because then again, you can mix them. Um, you know, you can make your own pizza and your spaghettis. Uh, <laughs> so that's fun. And then if the young scholar doesn't want any of that, then my last uh, ace in the hole is the mammoth sunflower seed because that thing's going to grow 10 feet tall and it's going to be like something out of a Harry Potter film or something. And um, it shows a lot of growth and um, it's, it's moments like that, that I, that I truly, truly cherish. Well, and that mammoth sunflower is one the parents love because their kid is having so much fun growing it. And then they're like, here, mom, dad, where do we put this giant flower that's going to stick up, you know, for neighbors all around to see? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, it's super cool. You're doing that stuff and introducing the next generations into this, um, you know, and what got you into the soil game? What got you interested in? you know, creating this product that, um, you know, you bring around and you, you just generally, you help boost the health of the soil with this. I know it's a, you've got that micro boost that I love so much. Um, what, what really pushed you into this, this business, everything grows and, and being the, the self-proclaimed dirt guy, which we'll get into that dirt for soil in a minute, but, um, but yeah, what, what really got you, you passionate about all this? Yeah, uh, thanks so much for asking me that question. Um, I was going to kind of jump right in, but I, I kind of want to go a little bit further back. Um, and I want to uh, reach out to my my grandfather right now that um, I'm sure is uh, li- listening to this right at, right at this moment. Um, and he had almost an acre garden um, outside of Helenville, Wisconsin. Um, and I, he was, he was so proud of that and he would always bring me with him, and, and he'd, he would explain everything he had and, and why they were where they were. And um, I'll never forget um, how he would use the word opportunity. Um, and how he would repurpose um, certain things instead of recycling, like you'd take a gallon jug and he'd cut the bottom off and he'd use the, the, the top and un, un, screw the cap and use that as a protective barrier for a tomato plant and, and to keep it away from, from the deer and the rabbits. And he, he would always say, well, now if we do this, we're going to give this tomato plant an opportunity to survive. And that was at a real young age. 
And I would have never, he'd be so happy if, if he could see everything now. Uh, fast forward to about um, six years ago. Yeah, uh, I, I, I had a coworker and his parents had willed him a farm up in Thorpe, Wisconsin. And so he had the grand idea to, well, um, I'm going to try to make a living on a farm. <laughs> And he was telling me about it. And he's like, well, um, Shay, you, you enjoy chatting, you enjoy people. So I'm going to, I'm going to need you to, to help me out with this. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The gentleman uh, at the time, his name was Will. And uh, I go, well, we're not farmers. He's like, well, we can, we can figure all that out. And so we ended up going to, um, some sustainability conventions. A uh, big one was the, the Moses um, convention, which is held up in La Crosse, Wisconsin last weekend in February. Moses stands for Midwest Organic Sustainable Education Systems. Um, and we got a real education up there uh, the first time. And then the following year, um, we, we met um, an elder Mennonite that had a farm down in Tampico, Illinois, and he taught us a lot. We ended up going down there and it was kind of when I went down there is when I really saw um, this controlled composting where on a hot July day, I could see the heat waves coming off of these compost piles that were in these long windrows, almost a hundred yards long, and that they were turning it slowly and gently uh, to not break up any any of the, the growth of the microbial life and to get some of that heat out there because if it was going to go past 150 degrees Fahrenheit, we we're going to have problems with the growth of the microbial life. And just to see all that was fascinating to me. And so we um, went down there for a couple more classes, a couple more training seminars, and we started making it up um, on our own up in Thorpe. And that was fascinating. And it just, it, it took a lot of time. Um, then we started kind of mixing different soil components and that's kind of how, um, I created the, the blend, um, with the, the, the previous partners at the time. And it was just a lot of trial and error. It's like, okay, let's take these components, take percentages of this percentages of this. Let's try growing, um, broccoli a couple hundred times let's try growing tomatoes a couple hundred times let's you know all all your popular ones and with all these different percentages of soil components and then let's just see what works out best at the end and that's kind of um the proven um system of just kind of trial and error it's that good old experiential training um and that's kind of how it started and um yeah the over time that the partners just kind of lost interest. And then I, I kind of fell in love with it. And I really fell in love with the education aspect as well. And then um, we, we broke up what was Western Wisconsin organics at the time uh, we were in the Tosa market with, with uh, that partnership. And um, I don't, I, I don't want to give up this amazing lifestyle and uh, teaching these, these children and going to people's homes and, talking about these products and being outside and um, all the time and, and helping um, these, these, these root systems really uh, take hold and, and grow and watching them grow. And just, 
I don't ever want to leave that life. So I decided to start Everything Grows. And now I'm in, I'm halfway through my third year. And um, it's, 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 it's been pretty darn amazing. I got to say. <clears throat> well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, as, as much as I've talked to you, I've never really, I, I didn't know that part of like you trying all the different plants and going through all the different percentages. And that just sounds incredibly scientific in the, the tedious sense of like, okay, we really do have to test this on, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of plants to find that right, right percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, the microbes and this and that, but, you know, when we're introducing this type of material where I know you've got the, the worm castings, you've got the, the microbes, the, the extra, you know, bits of material in there to feed those, what are we looking at when we put that into the soil? You know, what's, what's it doing to benefit those plants? Like, how does that process really, really get going? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, so worm castings, I mean, worms are amazing. Um, oh my gosh. Um, the, the Romans loved them. The, the Egyptians loved them. Um, they're, they're creating tunnels, um, in your soil and they're, they're leaving little, little presents. Uh, <laughs> I, I always speak like this because I'm usually speaking to a young scholar, uh, when I'm saying this and that root system is going to follow those, those little presents and increase their surface area so they can absorb um, more nutrients at every quarter second of every single day. Um, so worm castings are an excellent natural nutrient for any, any root system. You, you can't go wrong if you put worm castings on, on, on anything. Um, so I always knew that that, that, was, that was very important. And then to get your uh, microbes, it's um, it's it's about a ten week process, and everything's controlled. Um, all all your components are controlled. Your temperatures are controlled. Um, when you're when you're turning the the compost is is controlled. Where a lot a lot of folks have a compost pile, and what they do is they'll they'll throw their scraps and they'll they'll throw their their leaf clippings and grass clippings in there, um, but they might not be the most diligent at turning it over. Well, when everything's turned over at a, at a certain time and everything's documented and everything's controlled, you can really speed up the process. And once you can get these um, microbes to to the adult stage, you can then essentially knock them out and put them into a dormant stage. And then once you can do that, then you can transport them and put them into a new soil environment. And that's literally what my uh, microbial boost is, is adult um, microbes mixed in with with worm castings. And that's worked really well for me. Um, And yeah, you you need microbiology in in your soil. naturally if that's how how you want everything to work and if you're using if you're eating the food if if we're talking about vegetables here i sure hope you're going the natural way versus the potential synthetic unnatural way and there are all kinds of options out there that you can go to the stores i'm not gonna sit here and just knock on on other companies but there is a natural way to go about things and an unnatural way to go about things and i just hope you pick the natural way 
Yeah, um, you know, likewise, and and yeah, we can kind of look at the bigger picture here of all that too. But you know, and this this just leads right into one of the things that um, you know I I try to educate people on in probably more of an annoying manner when people say dirt. I'm like, nope, you mean soil, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and you're talking about the stuff that makes a difference right there. You know, mm-hmm. dirt is dead soil. Yep. No soil life. has, yeah, soil has all these microbes, all this life, you know, the, the saying that, you know, one spoonful of soil has more life in it than stars in the sky. I mean, just to illustrate how much is going on in this, this soil. Now, when we look at dirt, that's what some people are trying to grow things in. Mm-hmm. And that's where they tend to get into this system of synthetic nutrients where they have dirt because the the stuff that they've been putting onto the soil kills the microbes. You end up with dirt. Dirt needs to be continually fed to keep that plant going. Mm-hmm. So again, that's like a whole nother deal. But um, really what you're doing is introducing the life into this soil and increasing that. And that, that is just a massive benefit to the plants and, you know, building soil right now is one of the most important things we can be doing is, you know, stewards of the land here, you know, getting some of that life back into the soil. So, um, you know, that's why I love what you're doing. You know, you're super passionate about this. It's, it's really cool to see you getting this out there and the education, which is so important. Um, you know, what do you kind of see, you know, this type of stuff doing to benefit us all in the future? Where, where do you see this and from a sustainable perspective? Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just speaking of overall health, I mean, you're putting life into your stomach when you start eating food from a microbially rich soil, because the the microbes in the soil are distant cousins from the microbes in your stomach that are helping break down your food. And we all need healthy gut, gut biomes. And, and we're starting to find out that that's starting to affect other organs in, in our bodies, our brain. Um, so that, that is sustainable in and of itself. Uh, it's sustaining our lives, uh, which, which is very important. Uh, so I can start right off the bat with that. And it's also creating that, that healthy uh, bacteria in your soil. It's, it's building up um, the um, mitochondria chains and it's building the soil structure so it can hold more water. It's adding fungal properties to it. Uh, so what is healthy in that soil is not running off in a real strong summer thunderstorm. Um, which is also very important. And in my six years of all my experiential training, I am finding out that I'm literally just scratching the surface of, of knowledge. I will never, I don't want to say never, but for, for a very long time in, in my future, I will not try to be a scientist whatsoever. I have spoken to uh, almost a dozen microbiologists in my life. And they all have said the same thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep saying what you're doing because you are explaining what is going on 
in a way that people can understand it of all ages. And that's important. If you do want to dig into it a little bit more and go kind of next level with, with more vocabulary, oh, I strongly suggest Dr. Elaine Ingham. She is considered the godmother of microbiology, and she has taught me everything I know so far. Um, and I still have a lot to learn from her. But yeah, it, it is really fascinating. <clears throat> Yeah, and I mean it's it's cool as I've listened to um, some science, soil scientists talk about this stuff, and really, you know, in in general, we're we're still not really that far into learning about soil, and the you know, which is surprising because you know humans have been doing agriculture for you know thousands of years now, and really we're just starting to understand the importance of soil. I, it, it seems like probably the first, you know, people doing this, like they kind of had that anecdotal like evidence of this. Um, but really, as we came into the industrial revolution and started dumping stuff into our soil, um, I know like the Midwest, you know, this, this fact I think is somewhat accurate. You know, anyone that wants to yell at me, that's cool. Um, you know, that we've gone from like six to eight feet of topsoil down to like six to eight inches. And that's due to the way that we're farming and the way that agriculture is, is kind of going these days. And really we're, we're destroying our soil. Um, and a lot of that is the plants we use, the process we use, um, you know, and how we're, we're treating that microbial life in our soil. So, you know, I kind of look at what you're doing. You're starting to inoculate the soil again with, uh, you know, with that microbial boost. And, you know, do you, do you see some, larger scale uh, applications to what you're doing? You know, is this something that you could spread on say a whole farm field and benefit their, their production? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It could be done. Yes. Um, and at that scale, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there are turners. Um, you just need the space. You just need the, the land. You need the, um, the will and determination to do it, but oh my gosh, it will pay out um in so many different ways at at the end of it i mean you're gonna just you're gonna have higher yields um you're gonna have a higher bricks content on on your vegetables on your harvest which is just a fancy term for nutrition per bite which literally means you can eat less vegetables and get more nutrition and soluble nutrition into your body that your body is going to absorb right away well, that right there is one to sell the kids, you know, if they can take one less bite of those veggies and it's going to give them all the nutrients their parents are trying to get them, you know, that right there, you know, you've got gardening sold. <laughs> oh, that's good. But yeah, I mean, I do see, you know, as we're starting to get into more of the, um, what do you call it? The regenerative agricultural movements, mm -hmm. you know, I think this is where people are really turning to, you know, the soil and what it's all about, you know, and when we look at that stuff, the larger benefits to the sustainability, you know, movement and idea is that we can grow more with less disruptive manner and, you know, not the chemical process that we've got going now. And when you, you know, you, you were just talking about the natural way of doing that, you know, it's, I, I guess I look at my soil, like, part of the garden, not just what the garden is in, 
it is part of the garden. And I, um, you know, I, I look at the soil first and if that's taken care of, then the plants are going to be good. If the plants are good and taken care of, they're going to take care of me. So it's just kind of, you know, really closing all those loops. And, um, you know, I know I've, I've used, you know, your micro boost on, on my gardens and, you know, some of my container plants too. So, you know, what, what is your kind of, you know, what is the best way to feed that soil with these microbes? Do you just, would you just say, you know, put a little bit about every, around every plant or is it maybe once a year, twice a year, you know, when should we be feeding the, the soil or when should we be, you know, introducing something like these microbes into it? Yeah, it's, it's completely uh, situational. It's pretty much um, when, whenever you come across me and you, you get some of these products and where you are in the growing process. I mean, if you're starting out some seedlings inside and um, it's, it's sprouted, you, you can definitely uh, use my products. Then if you have a raised bed outside and it's mid June, mid July, and you, you have a, adult plants already and you're just kind of there in the flowering process. Now you're just kind of waiting on, on um, some vegetables to come out. Um, you can apply my products right around the stem, um, add them right into your watering can. Um, you can literally use them at any time throughout the entire growing process. Um, if, you'll, if you are just building a raised bed and you're just starting out your soil, you can mix it in, in into the blends. You can use any of my products at any capacity. And you really hit the, the nail on the head when you use that word regenerative. Um, because when you start adding microbial life to soil, please don't ever discard that soil. That soil, will be of use to whoever uses it long before or long after your your ticker stops ticking i mean because it <laughs> it will constantly be using it so don't ever discard that where if you kind of go the unnatural way you see people constantly buying every single spring buying all this the same stuff that they did the previous spring and the pre and that's that, that's all money spent on that end too, to purchase chemicals. Um, so we kind of want to stay away from that. And yeah, that's, um, again, you, you, you really hit the, the nail on the head with, with the regenerative. <clears throat> well, and now I have to, you know, call myself out because I've totally put some of that micro boost on some of my containers and definitely dumped them. And I, at least I dumped them in the compost bin. So mm -hmm. I, I put, I put them into a future, future use kind of scenario, but, um, that's something I, I haven't heard from you that, you know, so if I've got, you know, maybe I'm used, doing a tomato in like one of those, um, half barrel containers that, that you put on mm -hmm. patios, yep. you know, if I put that micro boost in, in there and, you know, that's going inoculating that soil, you know, would it be good to plant another tomato in there the next year? Or is that something that maybe, should do something different in there or is it still really, you know, active soil with that in there? Yeah. So it's still, it's still going to be active. Um, you, you have options. You can go with a tomato plant the, the following year. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you do switch up, um, 
different vegetables, different herbs with, with that soil. Um, you, you can get slightly better re results. Um, but yeah, you can, you can go e either way. Um, you had mentioned compost as well. Oh my gosh, composters love this too, because it can help speed up the composting process. You, you, you can put some of this my, microbial life into compost piles and it's going to help speed it up, um, which is also very helpful as well. <clears throat> okay, nice. And, um, you know, I know, you know, as we're talking about, you know, doing container plants and everything and, uh, you know, tomatoes being heavy feeders pull a lot of nitrogen out. That's why, you know, the next round to go in tends to be a pea or a bean, which is going to pull some nitrogen back in there. But you also do a fun process with a fish emulsion. And, uh, you know, why don't you tell us a bit about that? You know, and this is, you know, and, and what I love about this is you're kind of jumping back to that past too of, you know, there's kind of that, that idea that Native Americans would bury a fish with the plants, you know, and part of that being exactly what you're getting into with this. So, um, yeah, what, what, what is the fish emotion all about? What does it do? How's it good for, mm -hmm. for plants and soil? Yeah, it's excellent, soluble nit nitrogen source. Um, it has worked the, the best for me. Um, it's the easiest to acquire. Um, it's the easiest to use. I mean, I got an industrial spray bottle and uh, five pumps in the bottom watering can filled up with water, water everything you got. Um, I mean, you could you could just one pump per plant if you wanted to just water right, right afterwards. Um, but once you dilute it, the odor will, will, will dissipate and, and go away. Um, but yeah, it's just that, that nitrogen, because like, like you said, yeah, especially with, with tomato plants, they are going to take in a lot of that nitrogen and you're going to try to find different ways, hopefully to replenish that nitrogen and fish emulsion is just kind of the natural easy button. It's the quickest and easiest way, um, to, get nitrogen back into your root system. And I mean, yeah, you can, you, you can get some nitrogen out of green algae. It's just, you know, it's how many people can just go find a pond somewhere legally and get, get themselves some green algae or would actually jump into a pond full of green algae and get some, I mean, <laughs> if I could get my hands on some green algae that way, I would, but you know, I mean, who's actually going to go and do something like that, where if you can just um, put a few pumps into a watering can, water it, voila, you're done. You just replenished your soil environment with nitrogen you're more than likely going to do that. And that's kind of how um, fish emulsion has been really popular for me um, mm -hmm. and my customers uh, just because it's just, it's so darn easy to use. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's just a, a great thing for the garden, you know, getting some of that nitrogen in there. Um, you know, those, those plants that just pull a lot of nitrogen out, it's a great way to you know, spray that in there. And I, and I love that you have this, this process where you, you literally take fish, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you blend them up into this beautiful, wonderful juice that uh, then you process down into this product, um, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it, as gross as it sounds, everyone, like it's, it's really cool because you're taking a waste product from one industry, you're taking this stuff and you're processing it down mm -hmm. And then you're returning it to the soil to benefit, you know, plants. I mean, oh yeah, yep. 
and building the the fungal properties in the soil, building the soil structure again, mm -hmm. so it can retain all of its nutrients, its healthy bacteria. Um, it can grow further um, mitochondria chains um, that can just give your root system more surface area, a healthy bacteria to absorb more nutrients at, at every quarter second, um, which is just really important. Um, I mean, and there's, there's also different um, techniques in getting your root systems to um, get larger as well. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and, and as we've talked about a lot of this stuff, um, you know, this, this podcast, we're, we're really about the big picture sustainability here. And um, you know, so I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, you know, what, what you've learned along this journey of yours and with everything grows about what's going on in the bigger picture, like how is taking care of our soil and our plants and this and that, like how does that play in in, in your mind to the, the overall sustainability movement? Well, if we can create a, a healthy regenerative soil with a diversity of life in it, we can then create a food that will create a diversity of life in our stomachs, which is going to help power, power the operating system in between our ears and create more happy thoughts and a happier self. And what we're, we're tickling the uh, 7 billion folks and on the planet well if we can get seven billion people that are a, a little bit happier or just one more happy person <laughs> um then that will definitely help um humanity um and it's going to help any area of soil that you you place in so it is um helping our planet and our planet is keeping us alive so the least we can do is um, help it out in any opportunity whether it's um, um, enriching soil putting life back in soil um, planting a tree planting any new kind of root system um, so it just everyone benefits uh, I mean mm -hmm. self all the people around you um, I mean, you're, you're, you're powering your operating system. You're, you're benefiting the earth. I mean, there's really no, no one person or thing or no one loses in this. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, you know, along those lines, it's, it's really a reason I, I enjoy putting plants into the ground. You know, I, I mean, I build a lot of, you know, raised beds. I use raised beds myself. Um, I have some container plants, but I really enjoy putting plants into the ground. And the reason for that is one, I'm putting it into the soil that's connected to all the soil, you know, that, you know, I, I kind of call it the native soil, you know, I put it into native soil so that it's, it's connected to everything around it. And what I like about that is it does have that microbial beneficial you know ecosystem below ground um, you're getting all the the earthworms coming through you're getting all the benefits of being connected to that big patch of soil um, you know and through that you're also you know this big new thing that's coming out is this carbon sequestration 
you know, the plants are pulling this carbon out of the air and putting it in the soil. And, you know, by feeding that soil and creating healthy soil and healthy plants and connecting it all together, you know, if we did this a bit more, it's really going to benefit us all. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, you coming out and like really getting into the soil aspect and, and feeding the soil. Um, I just see that just being such a benefit to everything. And if we, we, we all focus a little bit more on the soil, you know, it would really change a lot of things around. And, you know, I always encourage people, yeah, you know, plant a garden and everything, but really plant it so that it, it is connected to the, to the, to the earth. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of interest now in the hydroponics, you know, aquaponics, um, all of that. And I guess my main concern with that is they're not using soil, you know, it's, it's going into a water system with synthetic nutrients and this and that. Um, but you know, the massive benefit that we can bring to the bigger picture by connecting it to the. So the soil helps with that carbon sequestration and everything. And, and really a lot of that is the benefit of those microbes that you're talking about, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it hydroponics has its benefits in terms of maybe getting um, some interest out of a young scholar, um, you know, and it's, it, it's got some bright and shiny things and there's, there, there's a lot of movement going on there, but at the end of the day, it's still the human making the decision for the plant. When you start applying microbial life from that point onward, the plant is making the decision for the plant. Um, because like there is, there is a level of communication there, uh, between the excretion of the, the microbe and the root hair absorbing that, that excretion. Um, and the level of communication could be, um, well, if the, if the plant wants some popcorn at 10 o'clock at night, that, that microbe in a way can give it that popcorn at 10 o'clock at night, if that's what <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, and you also mentioned how much you enjoy, uh, putting that plant in, into the earth. And there, there, there's just so much going on there. And I always speak to young scholars that just because you can't see something doesn't mean that it's not going on. Mm -hmm. um, the enriched levels of oxygen that, that you're breathing in while you're doing it, the fact that you're tapping into an instinctual life skill that is woven into our DNA. I mean, we don't even know how long, how long we've been doing this for, but it is... It's as instinctual as it is sleeping at night and eating during the day. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and you say, you know, we don't know how long we've been doing this. Like it, it seems like animals and plants, I mean, we're, we're constantly spreading their seeds and, you know, doing, you know, even the, the types of fruits that you eat and you digest and, you know, that's how the seeds go about, you know, you throw the pit of the fruits away and boom, that seed has just been spread. You know, we've been farming and growing and everything, whether we've known it or not, since our existence, you know, began. So it's this, you know, this, this constant, um, you know, team up between plants, humans, and then, you know, the fungi, which that's a whole different world that we're, again, just getting, getting into that a little bit too. But um, yeah, it's awesome. I love, I love how it all kind of comes together. And that's where, you know, we we as the humans here can take care of our plants and the plants take care of us. And, 
it's this beautiful, happy, <laughs> you know, crazy world we live in. Um, so cool. Shay, I know we're kind of coming up on time here. One thing I always like to throw out and, uh, I'll throw to you too here is, um, what advice could you give us to live more sustainably today? What, what would you kind of present to all of us? What could we walk away with and just be like, all right, Shay gave us this great advice. We can, we can take this today and, and live just a little bit more sustainably. Get out there and grow. Everything grows, the good and the bad. Try to focus on the good. Um, if you can't build a raised bed, buy a bucket, put some soil in it, put some holes in the bottom <laughs> of course. There you go. Um, but there is always something you can do. Um, if there's not a window that has any sun, find a roof. Um, put something in the ground. Um, I might get a little pushback for even if you put something in the ground at a park, just go put something in the ground, watch it grow. And you'll find out that you're growing just as much as whatever you just put in the ground. That's awesome. I love that. You know, and if we all just plant a couple of things, man, that's going to change some things. So, um, well, thank you, Shay. I really appreciate your time on this. Yeah, you're always fun to talk with and uh, got some great, great ways of explaining this stuff. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, Shay, do you have uh, anywhere you'd like people to connect with you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, check out my website, www.everythinggrowsllc.com. Um if you want me to come over to your property, uh, smiles are free, pictures are free. Um, I'd love to uh, assess your property and I'm gonna, gonna apply my products to anything you want me to. And then when it comes to building, I am gonna reference Mr. Alec from Alec Fresh Fruits LLC. And we've worked on many projects together and I can't wait for all the projects that we're gonna work on in the future. We have some real exciting ones. I just can't wait for this year and that's where you can find me excellent thank you shay um again appreciate you being here thank you everyone for joining us today hope you learned a little bit about soil and um you know are excited to get out there and get some some plants in the ground this year um definitely think of your soil when you're doing this and um you know as always any of those little steps that we can take to live a little more sustainably in our lives you know, we're really doing a lot to help the bigger picture. So keep uh, keep tuning in here to, to Greencast. Check us out on our Facebook page, Instagram. Um, you know, reach out, join the conversation, send us some messages. Um, all of that would be very welcome. And I uh, hope to see you here next time for another episode of Greencast. Thanks, everyone. Make sure to check out Greencast on Facebook, where we post the most up-to-date information, release episodes, provide a lot more resources about things you heard on the show, and have conversations about episodes and sustainability in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and beyond. Also, if you're interested in the Waukesha County Green Team, please check out our website and Facebook page and come to one of our board meetings. They're always open to the public. Greencast is produced through the Waukesha County Green Team by Alec Lapoidovin and Laura Laux, with help from Stacey Balsley. Our theme music is by Dan Krill and Emma Kopel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sustainability starts with all of us.